You're listening to episode 123 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. It's Emily. And today we are going to be talking about vulnerability as a commodity. I have had a lot of thoughts on this recently. Um, I have been especially vulnerable on this podcast lately. Uh, for anyone who would like more on that, you can reference episode 117 uh, about the infidelity that was going on in my relationship. And uh, it, it's been coming up a lot, not only for me and leading up to coming out with that story, because I knew that that was going to be huge, like that was going to be really significant for me to come forward with something that life-changing. Uh, but it comes up with clients a lot as well, my podcasting clients. And it it's something that I've been giving a lot of thought to because the online space is becoming increasingly, more and more people are, are showing up in a vulnerable way, which is such a beautiful thing. I think that that's just amazing. I think that there's a line though, because there's a line between oversharing and sharing kind of just enough. And that just enough, by the way, is going to vary depending on who you are, your circumstances, you as an individual, you get to decide how much you get to choose to share. Nobody else gets to decide that for you. You get to decide that. And it has to be a very individual process because otherwise you can end up pushing yourself too far and sharing more than you're comfortable with. And we all know that once things go out on the internet, they can't be taken back either. So there's a lot that goes into this. There's a lot to consider. And it's something that I think is really important that we discuss because as much as this shift towards vulnerability in the online space is fantastic and it allows us to better connect with others and feel you know less alone, less isolated in our particular circumstances, it can also be fake. I, I don't I don't necessarily mean fake, but sometimes I'm seeing people show up with vulnerability for vulnerability's sake, as opposed to digging into like like it's it's almost obvious to me that they haven't done the work to figure out why they're coming forward and what their reasoning is and their purpose in coming forward with a particular set of circumstances is, and that they're they're almost trading in vulnerability as a commodity because they know that vulnerability can capture attention. And that they're coming forward with the intention of using that to leverage themselves for more likes and followers and stuff like that. And we can kind of sense that. Um, I, I don't think that it's hard to figure out when that's happening. We, we can sense it and we can figure it out. And I really want to come forward about this because I think that it's really important that we have a, a bigger conversation about showing up in a vulnerable way. 
it's super, super important. Um, when I posed this kind of out on my, my Instagram stories, I'm over at Emily Goff coach, uh, is my handle and people were really interested in this topic. So this is why I wanted to, to dig into this a little bit, especially to give you a little bit of the behind the scenes. And there, there's a lot more to this, um, that I won't get into today, but there's been a lot that a lot of consideration, very careful consideration that went into the way that I have come out with my story. And it certainly isn't the first time that I've been vulnerable online by any means. Um, but it, by, it, it was by far the most significant degree of vulnerability that I had ever come out with. One of my concerns with coming out with one of my many concerns about coming out with my story about the infidelity in my relationship was that I had, and to some degree, I still have a lot of concerns around only being known as the girl who was cheated on for nine years. And I've talked to other people that feel the same way about their own stories and not wanting to be pigeonholed into that one specific story for the rest of their lives. But to me, it's, it's what you do with that story. Ultimately, you get to decide if that one major story defines you. You get to decide what to do with it, how to use it to enrich not only your own life, but those around you. And that's why it's especially important to figure out your purpose and your why behind coming forward with a particularly vulnerable story before you do so, because otherwise you're probably more likely to be defined by it. But if you have figured out how you want the conversation to go and the way that you want to impact the world with that story, that's going to give you deeper purpose and meaning. That's going to move you closer to that purpose. And then you can use that to define yourself, not the individual story itself. You don't have to be defined by that story. You get to choose that. And yes, there are always going to be some people that define us a particular way, but that can happen at any time for any reason. That doesn't have to have anything necessarily to do with coming forward with a particularly vulnerable story. There will always be people that see us in a light that is different than how we see ourselves. And that's just the way it is. And, and you have to be okay with that because otherwise we would all just hide under the blankets and never get out of bed in the morning, <laughs> right? So when vulnerability is kind of being used as a commodity, I feel like sometimes it's being traded like currency and that it is happening increasingly online because people are seeing how so-called popular this type of content is and taking advantage of that. And we really have to dig into the why behind what you want to share and why you are choosing to share it because vulnerability is a beautiful thing. It connects us. It makes us feel closer to others. It is such an incredible example of the shared human experience because it makes us feel less alone. Many of our darkest experiences make us feel incredibly isolated, whereas vulnerability opens up the door to connection and growth and brings us closer together. But I really want to hammer this point home. I know I said this before, but vulnerability for vulnerability's sake is not a good enough reason to share. It's not genuine if there's a more underhanded goal in mind when sharing something very personal. Additionally, there is definitely such a thing as overshare. You can tell a story without giving away every single detail. 
you absolutely can tell a story without giving away every single detail. It can be a bit of an art, an, an art and it can be a bit of a practice maybe as well. But let me ask you this. Would you be comfortable sharing the story in front of the people that you're discussing? This is something that um, my friend Marsha Van Weinsberg and I talked about a lot in, Afro, in episode 96. Um, Marsha really broke down how to share stories and how to show up in an imperfect way in, in such a beautiful way. I, I highly recommend checking out that episode. But when I came forward with my story, let me tell you, it, even though it was an hour long episode and I packed a lot into it, there are so many details that will never hit the public eye ever about that entire story. Trust me, there, there is a lot <laughs> that you will never hear. Because there is a line of overshare. And what was more important to me about sharing my story was sharing the story while simultaneously sharing with you the lessons that I pulled out of it. Because that was my bigger why. That is my bigger why. My bigger purpose is to offer you insight into the lessons that I have learned from it and that I will continue to learn from it. My point wasn't to come forward with some juicy bit of gossip for you. It was to let you know how I handled a particularly shitty set of circumstances to hopefully help you in some way in your own set of circumstances. And I mean, the, the reasoning behind not sharing every detail, I mean, it's not only because I'm a very private person, but I'm also protecting reputations of other people in the story. I, I only gave the most relevant details that were required to give you the most important lessons that I've pulled from that situation and sharing what I know for sure, not hearsay or things that I can't back up. That's extremely important because if you don't have the facts to back up what you're sharing, you shouldn't be sharing it at all because then it's just gossip. And I had to be particularly careful and, and I, I still have to continue to be particularly careful when talking about that story because it's a story about so much deception and lying and, and manipulation that was going on that there's a lot of truth that I don't even know. Like I, I don't even know some of the, the things that went on. So I, I have to be very careful about only sharing the things that I absolutely know for sure. And that was why I stated at the beginning of that episode that I had more notes for that particular one than usual, because I really needed to keep myself on track and to focus on the things that I absolutely knew 100% without question. We have to maintain the privacy of other people involved as well. And this is going to vary depending on, on your story and the other parties that are involved and, and all of the things like that. You know, if you have uh, children involved in your story or something like that, you need to really protect that. You have to protect that because you can't, you, when, when you're coming forward about something public, again, you are sharing something that can't be taken back. So that has to be a consideration that you are thinking very carefully about before you decide to go public with something. Most importantly, you have to get super clear on your why. I keep circling back to this and I'm going to continue to keep circling back to it. What is your purpose or reason behind sharing? Is it for likes, downloads, and attention? Or is it in service of others? And what's your intuition telling you about sharing as well? Not only that, but you have to have some distance from your story before you share it. 
You have to be able to talk about an issue without crying or having it drag you down. You have to be prepared for pushback. And you have to be prepared to feel good about discussing it and your reasons for doing so. And in order to do that, you have to have already worked through an issue, at least for the most part. As much as it was terrifying for me to release that episode, it was also a huge relief for me and it felt 100% necessary to my unique healing process. But if I had felt so mortally uncomfortable about it that it had made me feel completely ill just even thinking about releasing it, I would have known for sure that it wasn't the right time and I would have pushed it off. Spend some time journaling about this and reflecting. Because the thing is too, I don't want you to share a story because you think that that's going to be what makes or breaks the success of your business or your podcast or you know, a, a particular relationship that you are establishing or something like that. You, again, that's just sharing for sharing's sake. That's not sharing with deeper purpose and meaning in mind. There are all kinds of ways to show up honest, honestly and vulnerably that don't involve dropping our biggest, deepest secrets. We walk a very fine line between public and private in this internet age, and you need to fully and carefully consider the potential consequences of sharing. And frankly, more people need to consider these potential consequences before they dive in. I sent uh, a particular client of mine was asking some questions about all this, and I sent her some, some questions to journal about, and I'm going to share them with you. Before you share something super vulnerable, especially if you're feeling a little bit unsure, a little bit uncomfortable, ask yourself these questions and journal about this. Walk through the worst case scenarios and how you would handle them or how you would feel. Kind of like, you know, if you come forward with something and and the worst thing happens, like you get all the pushback, you get all the flack, how would you deal with those situations? Then look at the best case scenarios. What are the best possible outcomes of you sharing your story? Ask yourself why you want to share these stories. How would you feel about sharing? What purpose does it serve in your mind? And how would you feel about not sharing? Would you feel relief or would you feel disappointment? I just can't stress enough that the success of your your business or your podcast and your ability to show up in a really authentic way in the online space, it does not hinge on sharing things that make you uncomfortable. There's a huge difference between discomfort and actually being completely uncomfortable in my mind. Discomfort serves us and it serves those around us and has a larger purpose and meaning, even though it can push us way out of our comfort zones. Being uncomfortable usually means that you're crossing a boundary that shouldn't be crossed. So you have to think about the difference between those and how that feels for you. The other thing is too, is that sometimes I think that there's almost this urgency to share. And and I felt some of that urgency to some degree. I was like, you know, I just, I really want to get this out there. Not, not even in the way of, for me, the urgency was because I felt so strongly that I wanted to get it out. And I, I felt as though the lies in my life were just choking me that I I desperately needed to just speak my truth out loud. So for me, it was a little bit different, but a lot of times I think that people are feeling this urgency about sharing because they want to grow their business or their podcast or whatever. And and they're still being tied to that idea that their business or podcast won't, won't grow unless they share something super vulnerable. Let me tell you, an awful lot of businesses and very successful podcasts have been built without 
sharing super vulnerable, deep, dark secrets. I can promise you that. So there's no need to feel super urgent about this. If you feel super uncomfortable about sharing something, then it's not the right time. Wait until you have worked through it, until you've processed it more, until you feel your gut will tell you, your gut will absolutely tell you. You can go back to episode, uh, it was a couple episodes ago, I'll reference it in the show notes, about listening to your gut and intuition. This is a fantastic practice in listening to your gut and really tuning into that. You don't have to make a decision about this right this second to release something if you're super uncomfortable because vulnerability cannot be rushed. It just can't be. And there are so many things about you and so many things that you can do to continue to connect with others and to to build things and, and do these amazing things in the world without sharing these big, deep, dark things that you're not ready to share. By the way, when you do share something really significant, the vulnerability and emotional hangover is real. <laughs> it is very real. <laughs> um, the day that I, it, it, and I, I knew that this was going to happen, so I actually prepared for this in advance. The day that I released the episode, I'm in Bali right now, so I'm, I'm about 12 hours ahead of Eastern Standard Time in North America. So I knew that when the episode came out, it came out around lunchtime, here in Bali, but everyone in North America, at least most people in North America were sleeping at that time. So I knew that nobody was going to really find out about it for a few hours. So I had some time to kill and a lot of very nervous energy to burn off. So the day I released this episode, I went to the gym for a super heavy sweat session to kind of work out the nerves. And then I had booked myself an afternoon at the spa in advance, again, because I knew that, that I was going to be very nervous and would need to distract myself for a massage, a facial, and time in the sauna doing, um, sauna and ice pools doing some contrast therapy, which also helps to reduce stress and aid sleep, all of which I knew I was going to need (laughs) because I had borderline manic energy about releasing all this in the two weeks leading up to the episode coming out. Um, And I was just exhausted for a couple of days afterwards too. And this might look totally different for you. You know, maybe, maybe when you come up with something really significant, even if it's just to a single other person in your life, again, this doesn't have to mean on a public level. Emotional shit is draining as fuck. It just is. I've been talking to multiple people about this lately as well, that, you know, they're, they're, they've started going to therapy or something like that. And they're like, oh my God, like on therapy days, I just, I can't function. I can't do anything else. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm like, yeah, like, it is real. Working through the emotional stuff is just as heavy a workout as, or even often more so than working through a physical workout. It's heavy. There's a lot involved with it. And you have to give yourself that space a little bit. And, and again, that doesn't mean you have to book yourself an afternoon at the spa or something. Maybe you just take some time to digitally detox, spend some time in nature, or book a date with a loved one to connect, something like that. Something, you know, book yourself a nap. <laughs> allow yourself to have that nap. It's going to look a little bit different for everybody, but give yourself that space. But ultimately, this all comes down to you. No one else can tell you what's going to be right for you to share and what isn't. You have to make that choice. You have to figure that out. And you have to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. I'm going to make sure to list the journal prompts that uh, I mentioned a little while ago in the show notes so that you can reference those directly as well. And I want to give you a little bit of a wrap up on things to consider before diving into sharing something super, super vulnerable. Number one is to get curious. 
get uncomfortable exploring your feelings around this and how you really truly feel about coming forward with something of significance to you. Number two, do not share things that you are not ready to share. And you will know if you aren't ready to share them. You will feel that in your soul that you are not ready to come forward. So don't ignore that. Number three is to consider the potential consequences. Not enough people consider the consequences of coming forward with really significant things. And I'm still working through some of these, by the way, because I have some plans and things coming up that I am very much considering the potential consequences of talking about some things openly and continuing to talk about some things openly that uh, I don't think that a lot of people consider some of the consequences, uh, not, not closely enough anyway. So you have to consider the potential consequences of coming forward with something really significant. Number four, ask yourself if you're ready to receive criticism and flack about it. And to some degree, we can only prepare ourselves about that to, to a certain extent. But I do think that it's really important to be at the point where if somebody places judgment on you or criticizes you or something like that about something that is really vulnerable, which is going to hurt you even more because it's so vulnerable for you already, if that's going to make you completely break down, you might not be ready to share yet. So you have to really take that into consideration. Number five is, can you talk about the story without crying or without getting super emotional about it? You guys have heard me laugh a lot about this story and and that is real. Like I am at the point where I can laugh about certain aspects of this story of mine because I have worked through so much of it. But if you'd asked me that a few months ago, I, I could never have laughed about the situation at all. And I would have burst into tears if you'd asked me about it. So you have to be at the point where you can talk about it without crying or without getting super emotional. Number six is to journal the shit out of this. Again, I'm going to reference those journaling questions as well, but journal how you really feel and what your true reasons are about figuring this out. And that leads into number seven, which is most important, get very clear on why you want to share and make sure that those reasons are coming from a healthy place. You have to make sure that they're coming from a healthy place. If you're just looking for download numbers or, you know, upping your stats or or whatever, likes, downloads, whatever, that's not a good enough reason. You have to have a much bigger, more important reason for coming forward with something of significance to you that is very close to your heart than just likes and downloads. It can't be about that. I don't want to perpetuate this idea of vulnerability as a commodity. I'm bringing forward this idea of vulnerability as a commodity to shine awareness on something that I'm seeing happening in the online space is that people are seeing vulnerability doing really well, shall we say, getting a lot of feedback and engagement and and whatever. And then I see sometimes people coming forward in a way that you can just sense is not quite as genuine or maybe they weren't ready to share just yet. And then there's almost like some backpedaling happening sometimes because then they get criticism that they weren't prepared for or they're oversharing on a particular story. We have to be very careful about this, guys. The the internet is, the internet can be a scary place sometimes. And again, I will stress this again. We all know this, but sometimes we forget it. Once it's out there, you cannot take it back. There is no taking it back. So you better be damn prepared for whatever comes with coming out with your story. 
And I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that to make you stop and think about it first and to think about how you want to share your story as well, because that is the most important part as well. That's one of the other most important parts. I feel like I keep saying that there's all kinds of important parts, but overall, this is just a really important conversation to have about vulnerability as a commodity and finding the line. And that line is going to vary based on you as an individual. That line is going to look different for everyone. So just make sure that you figure out where that line is for you. If you have any questions about this, please reach out to me. I'm happy to chat about this. Uh, you can email me over at info at emilygoffcoaching.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm over at emilygoffcoach. I'm happy to chat more about this. I think that it's really important to discuss. And I had to work through a huge amount of this before I came forward with my own story. So for anything referenced here, you can obviously jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com as well. Make sure that the journaling prompts are over there. And I'd love to get your feedback on this and your thoughts and, uh, you know, experiences that you've had with this. Let me know. I'd love to hear it. So thanks so much, guys. We'll be back on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you. 